0: That. Good morning, Rediscover Church. How are you? Good. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, Mark. And I noticed that in the previous service that the spirit of cheekiness came over me. So I'm just giving you a warning. You know it all started with Nita yesterday in the car. When we had been met for about five minutes, and after five minutes of chit chat, you know, about the weather, she then asked me how old I am. <laughs> Can you believe that? Like, don't you know? In Australia, that is impolite. And we learned that. We learned that from the mother country, you know. So, <laughs> I should say, <laughs> what was that? At least, what, yes, at least it wasn't. Thank you, Mark, for holding back. No, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. You need to get to know me first. And, you know. Um, but <laughs> it's so great to be here and so great to be in England having. Um, come over from Sydney, Australia, and I will be going back with wonderful reports about how awesome the worship is in England and how much we can learn from your example. (laughs) Uh, That was sarcastic, (laughs) Nita. In Australia, everything is sarcastic. If we make jokes about you, it means we like you, or it might mean that we don't like you. So... (laughs) You know, I had been in church all of my life. I hit the age of 21 and I remember asking myself, is the faith that my parents taught me, is it real? I had heard all the Bible stories. I'd read my Bible from cover to cover in the King James Version, mind you. I know, I know. Very spiritual woman i just finished university, and I was asking myself, is this stuff real? You know, I'm a bit of a skeptic. Anyone with me? Like, I'm the really annoying person that asks questions. Like, are you sure? Did that really happen? And so I was kind of asking a lot of questions like that. And in the midst of that, I met a friend at university. Her name was Jill. And she kept saying things like, the Lord spoke to me. Like, what? God spoke to you? Like, really? Like, what did God say? (laughs) And what did God sound like anyway? Like, did God have a big booming voice? Or did God speak in a mystical whisper? Did God speak with an accent? Did he speak Australian? (laughs) I wonder. Like, what was that? I'd never heard of this before. We... We didn't talk about this at church. I'm like, wow. Imagine what it would be like to have a personal conversation with the God of the universe, the God who knows everything about my life, all of my past, all of the potential of my future. What i am thinking right now? What would God say to me? I was curious. And I thought, oh, what difference would it make in my life? if I heard God's voice. So I decided to try it out. I'll just conduct a little experiment to see if this works. And if I like it, I'll keep, I'll keep going. So I prayed a prayer. I said, God, would you speak to me? And um, if you make it really clear, like I mean really clear, none of that fuzzy wuzzy stuff, no, no, no. If you make it clear, I will do whatever you say Uh, yeah yeah hello what well story goes God did speak to me (laughs) and he made it really clear (laughs) so I eventually did what God said and life turned out to be quite different than I had ever anticipated I started out my working career as a school teacher teaching children how to play sport and then God called me to ministry at the age of 26 which was a very confusing call because at that time I didn't believe that people like me i.e. a woman could be in ministry so that was a bit weird as well. I went off to Bible college and I did some study and then involved in lots of different types of ministry planting a church and teaching in Bible colleges and missions and what have you. And then God spoke to me and said, Tanya, your job, your call in life is to take everything you have learnt about hearing my voice and pass it on to other people. And so the Ministry of God Conversations was born for the past 15 years or so. That's what I've been doing, teaching people how to hear, recognise and respond to God's voice see, since that prayer at the age of 21, I've realized that the God of all heaven and all earth wants to speak to us. And if the God of heaven and earth who knows everything wants to give us some of that wisdom and revelation by his spirit, then it's well worth listening to what God is saying, And I want to speak to you this morning about this topic, the God who speaks back. You see, you're starting, or you already started actually, but you're about to start a week of prayer. And when we think of prayer, we often think about the things we say, the words we speak. But prayer is not a one-way conversation. God wants to speak back. So as you approach this time, I want to invite you to attune your ears to what the Spirit is saying to you, that you may align yourself with the purposes of God's kingdom. See, prayer is not just about asking God for things. It's about partnering with Holy Spirit to bring God's kingdom from heaven to earth. It means that we can hear what God is saying and align ourselves with God's conversation. And in doing so, affect his purposes on earth. It's an exciting prospect, isn't it? Oh, I love it. So exciting. Before I start this morning, I wanna do a couple of things. I wanna give out some free resources. Is that okay? Everyone loves a good freebie. Yeah, so I bought um, a lot of resources that were quite heavy. This morning, dear um, Mark, was doing some heavy lifting for me in my suitcases. Um, but I want to give away a couple of books. Is that all right? So the first one here is called God Conversations, unique title. It's all about stories of how God speaks and what happens when we listen. I'm going to give this one away to someone who's super keen to hear God's voice. The camera person. Yeah. Yes. Hannah, yeah. why well, don't you come over? Come and grab that. Excellent. Hand up first. Actually, what I'm going to give away now, this one, the book, I'm not going to give this one away because this one's a little bit heavy duty. Um, Mark mentioned I have a PhD in hearing God's voice, isn't that weird? (laughs) doesn't mean that I'm an expert, it just means I thought a lot about it. But this has some insights into hearing God's voice from a leadership perspective. So that's available too. And then I'm going to give away one of these ones. This is some teaching on how to hear God's voice in dreams and visions. That sounds a bit out there, doesn't it? But God speaks this way all the way through scripture. Speaks using picture language. And um, you've heard that phrase, a picture tells a thousand words. God is really creative. Um, And... Actually, it's my favorite way of hearing from God in dreams because I get to sleep while I do it. So, who has never had a God dream but would like to have one? This wonderful lady here. Why don't you come up now? As you come, I've got two versions. One's a USB stick and one's one of those very old fashioned things with their silver round discs. Work particularly well in antique cars. Um, which one which, so it's says cd a usb stick there you go well done thank you all right let's pray hey thank you lord thank you lord for the opportunity to gather as your church your people united by one god Father, we thank you that you are a living God, that you are not dead, that you are not far away, that you're the God who comes close. And so Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come close and speak and minister life to your people this morning. Father, may your words linger in our hearts. May they feed our souls and our spirits. God, may you speak above all else. We pray, we're listening. And all God's people said... Amen. Amen. How's my voice going? It's a little bit husky, isn't it? (laughs) Don't you love sitting in an aeroplane for 24 hours? I know, I'm just getting some sympathy from you. (laughs) In August 2019, a group of archaeologists made a shocking discovery. They were in the northern part of Peru on the coast and beneath the desert sands, they discovered the largest mass burial site ever known. Underneath the sands were the skeletons of 227 children between the ages of 4 and 14. Upon further research, they realised that the children had all been killed at the same time. What on earth was happening there. The archeologists realized that the the find was dated to about 1400 years ago, to the time of the Chamu tribe, a people group who lived during that era. And back then, the Chamu people were very religious. Everyone believed in the gods. And they believed that different gods controlled different aspects of nature. And so if you wanted to do well in life, you needed to keep the gods happy, particularly the ones that you needed at that time. For example, if you were wanting to have a child, you may look to the god of fertility. Or if you were wanting to seek abundance for your crops, you may seek help from the god of the rain to fertilize your seed. The archeologists re- archaeologists realized that what was happening, this area was subject to a weather phenomenon known as El Nino. It was something that would create landslides and, and problems in the area that would destroy whole villages. And what they surmised was that in order to stop the weather affecting their homeland, they would come to the gods, to please the gods. And the way that they would do that is through sacrifice. This is true of ancient tribal groups everywhere. When you wanted to keep the gods happy, you may bring a sacrifice of food, for example, something precious to you, some jewelry, some belongings. Or if you were really desperate, you might bring your children. They realized this was what is happening on this horrible day many years ago. Well, why am i telling you this horrific story on a sunday morning you may ask well the reason is is that this tribe is very similar to the time of the ancient world the time of the old testament the time of the bible and when you realize that the world was like this you begin to see the character of the one true god that's demonstrated in scripture see i want to tell you a story that dates back to the ancient world a story that you may already know but think about what it means against the backdrop of the ancient mindset it's told in first kings 19 11 to 12 it's the story of elijah who was a prophet of god standing up for what he believed in and at the time king ahab and jezebel were worshipping other gods all around them and the question was which god is greatest. So they had a little competition, and guess who won? (laughs) Yahweh, the name of God in the Old Testament, showed himself to be most powerful by a demonstration of fire. Well, this made Elijah a real threat to Ahab and Jezebel. They were furious, and they wanted to kill him. So Elijah finds himself running for his life. He runs and he finds himself in a cave. And here's the scene I want to spotlight. It's in this place that the God of heaven and earth says, I want to reveal myself. What am I like? It's the moment of truth. The story goes that first of all, there was a great and mighty wind. Then there was an earthquake that shattered the rocks and shook the earth but god wasn't in the wind god wasn't in the earthquake and then there was a fire that comes but god wasn't in the fire how does god choose to reveal himself god comes as a voice the scripture says god speaks. How does God choose to reveal himself to us? Yes, God is mighty. Yes, God is powerful. Wind and earthquake and fire, these were all signs of an ancient theophany, a revelation of what God is like. But God wants to show his true self here by speaking. Amazing. See, the fact that we can speak makes us knowable. How do you normally know someone how do you get to know them it's through two-way conversation isn't it we get to know people because they speak back it's the reason why we love it when our babies grow up (laughs) when they start speaking to us because now we know what they're thinking now we know what their personality is like they were cute as a little baby with the guga and whatever else that they were doing but as they grow we get to know what they're really like. The reason why we can hear God, the reason why we can know God is because God speaks. God speaks to Elijah about his life, about what he's thinking, what he's gone through. He speaks to him about his future and what the plans are that God has for him. This is a God who speaks back all the way through the Old Testament we see this truth. Have you noticed? Seen those words? And the word of the Lord came to. The word of the Lord came to Moses and Abraham and Joshua and Isaiah and Amos. God is speaking. He's doing a lot of talking. This is the God who speaks back. And of course, then we go fast forward through history and that monumental season when God wanted to really demonstrate what God was like. How does he do it? He sends Jesus. God's word in the flesh. Think about it. Back in the Old Testament, the prophets spoke the words of God. But now Jesus comes as the living word of God. That means that everything Jesus said was a word from God, but not only what he said, but everything he did was a word from God. Scripture says the perfect image of the invisible God. That means when he gathered the children on his lap, God was speaking. That means when Jesus reached out to the leper that no one touched, God was speaking. That means when Jesus spoke to the woman who no one wanted to have anything to do with, God was speaking. And that means when Jesus stretched out his arms on a cross, God was speaking. How good would it have been to be one of the disciples? Man, it would have been so easy to hear God's voice, right? You could just walk and talk with Jesus along the streets of Jerusalem. You could ask him your questions as you're having a meal of bread and olives in the dining halls. You could listen to Jesus speak on the steps of the temple. It would have been so easy to hear God's voice. How good would it have been? (laughs) Well, you can only imagine then how the disciples felt when Jesus announced that he was leaving. What? Jesus? You're leaving? Uh, hang on a minute. You, you can't leave? Well, how are we supposed to know what to do? Where well, are we going to be able to hear your voice? We're about to be given the great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation. Excuse me, Jesus. Um, I've never done this before. We need to build the church. But um, hey, Jesus, what does the church look like? please don't go how else are we going to hear your voice and what did Jesus say Jesus words are recorded for us in John chapter 14 3 to 16 Jesus said it will be better if I go really how because if I go I will send you my spirit And my spirit will do two things. My spirit firstly will remind you of everything that I have come to reveal. All the truths of salvation, what the kingdom of God is like, what God himself is like. My spirit will remind you of those things, those truths now recorded for us as scripture. My spirit will remind you of those things. But you know what? I have so much more to say to you. And you can't handle all the answers at once. But don't worry, because my spirit will go with you and my spirit will speak to you about things to come. My spirit will take those fundamental, those foundational truths, and my spirit will apply them to the situation that you find yourself in so that you can continue doing what I've called you to do. It will Be better when my spirit comes. And of course, as the days pass and Jesus dies, is resurrected and ascends to heaven, we come to that monumental day of Pentecost, that special Jewish feast. And as the disciples were gathered, waiting, what we see is the spirit comes. The moment that everyone has been waiting for. And you know, there were lots of miracles that happened that day. People spoke in spiritual languages and there was all sorts of expressions of power, of God moving. But I want you to take notice about what Peter highlights as he stands up in the crowd and he preaches that sermon that's highlighted in Acts chapter 2 for us. He says this is what was promised by the prophets of old, by Joel. This is what was promised, that my spirit will be poured out on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men and your old men will have visions and dreams. What was he talking about? (laughs) Back in the day when I was in church as a young person, I would hear those words and I would think, well, I guess, um, well, you know, in church sometimes the sermon goes on and on and on. And, you know, sometimes there's old men in church and they sit up the back row of church and they fall asleep. And, you know, they have dreams, right? (laughs) Yeah? Good exegesis. And then the young men, because they're so young and full of zeal and enthusiasm, they're sitting up the front. And they have vision. They have vision for their life and they're writing out their 10-year plan, right? Is that what it means? <laughs> what was Peter talking about? Well, back under the old covenant, God largely spoke through prophets. A prophet was a person who was especially designated to hear God's voice and pass it on to the people. And the main way that they heard God's voice as recorded for us in scripture is through dreams and visions. The Old Testament tells us this. They would hear from God in this picture language and then they would pass it on to the people. And the word that's used is they would prophesy. (laughs) They would speak out God's message to the people. So what was Peter saying then? This promise of the Spirit would mean that just like the old covenant prophets could hear God's voice in dreams and visions and prophesy now, sons and daughters, young and old, male and female, everyone can now hear God's voice for themselves everyone can hear the god who speaks back wow see this this changed everything can you notice as you start to read the book of acts and you start to look at how many times god speaks it almost is like every time there's a significant event it's preceded by God speaking. God is speaking to remind people of the gospel. We, we read that the word of God, the gospel, Jesus, the good news spread and people came into relationship with God. And then we see the Holy Spirit speaking to take those foundational truths and apply them to their situation. So God was speaking about what the church would be like and God was speaking about where the apostle Paul should go and whether he would survive a a shipwreck and God was speaking about which leaders to put in place and God was speaking about the problems that they were facing and God was speaking about their future. Holy Spirit was continuing what Jesus had started and the people of God could have a two-way conversation and because of that, the kingdom of God came from heaven to earth. Because of that, the purposes of God were outworked, and the church began to grow, and God's goodness, and love, and joy, and hope, and peace began to manifest on the earth. A two way conversation with the God who speaks back. But it wasn't just for them, it wasn't just for the group of disciples assembled in Jerusalem that day. See, Peter, as he tells his sermon, he goes on to say that this promise is not just for you. It's for your children and for their children and for all the children after that. It's, and it's not just for people in Jerusalem. It's beyond Jerusalem into Judea and into Samaria and to the very ends of the earth, to Exeter in England, for you and I. For sons and daughters, young and old, we, when we choose to follow Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit who continues to speak to us about our lives. This is the God who speaks back. It's a truth that captured my heart when I first heard it and I wanted to experience it for myself. You know, sometimes we read about the God conversations of scripture and we go, oh, that was so good for them. But I remember reading those stories and thinking, I want my own God conversations. I want my own stories. I wanna hear God's voice for myself. And after praying that prayer, I began to learn what God's voice sounded like, and I realized it sounded like Jesus. First of all, reminding me of what Jesus had done. First of all, reminding me that I'm loved and I'm valued and that there's freedom in God. First of all, showing me what the kingdom looks like in my life. And then taking those truths and applying them to things to come. I remember early on when God first spoke to me about my ministry and about my life, and I remember thinking, how is that going to happen. I don't even know what that means. My whole life is ahead of me. How do I negotiate this? And at that time, God said, spoke to me. He said, Tanya, what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise you up in leadership in this church that you're in. In fact, the the minister is going to mentor you and you're going to work here one day a week at the church. And I'm like, well, how can that possibly be how does that work she doesn't even know me I'm new here I'm a nobody and I began to try and organize God a little bit so that he could make it happen you know should I offer to babysit her kid maybe if I sit up the front row she'll notice me you know a couple of weeks after that I was at a prayer meeting at at a church service and we were having a prayer time afterwards And the minister came up to me and she said, Tanya, God has spoken to me. He's asked me to mentor you, to raise you up in leadership, and you're going to work here one day a week at the church. It was exactly what God had said. And I began to realise what it meant to have a two-way conversation with God. The same spirit that was given to the early church is given to you and I, so that we could know God personally, that we can see God at work in our life, so that we can experience God's purposes for ourselves. See, it's not just for the person next to us. It's not just for Pastor Mark. It's not just for the people who've been in church for years. This promise is for everyone. Well, the question is, of course, how how do we hear God? How do we make this happen? I remember asking myself that question, what do I need to do, God, to hear your voice? What what is the secret? Wouldn't you love a nice little formula? You know, do do these three steps, one, two, three, bang, and God will speak. But I soon discovered it doesn't work like that. And I wanna tell you as we finish off this morning, the secret to hearing God's voice. And it's not difficult. It's quite simple. It's all about the posture of our hearts. It's all about a willingness to follow. See, I didn't realise at the time of my prayer at 21 that I was asking the right question. Lord, speak to me. Make it clear and I'll follow you. I'll do what you say. Let me illustrate that with a story from a friend of mine from his life. Brian is a middle-aged guy who lives on a coastal town in New Zealand. He's a pretty cool guy. He's a surfer guy. You know, he's got the blonde, spiky hair that looks like he's just come off the beach. Sorry if I'm making you feel bad here. <laughs> it's a really nice beach. One morning, as Brian got out of bed, one morning, God said to him, God spoke to him, and he said, Brian, I want you to make the bed. What? Make the bed? What do you, what do you mean, make the bed? No, 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 no. My wife, Lisa, she makes the bed. Make the bed? Brian, I want you to make the bed. No, 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 Lisa, my wife. Like she does a re- really good job, but it's really complicated. Like it's got a lot of push- cushions and, and pillows and there's a throat, like the whole thing, God. Mm. No, Lisa makes the bed. Brian, I want you to make the bed. Because Brian had postured his heart and made a decision to follow Jesus, he obeyed. He made the bed. It was a disaster at first, but soon he got the hang of it. And after the first month or so, it was looking pretty good. A year passed. God spoke again. Brian... Now that you have developed a servant heart, I want you to lead the church. And Brian was called to be the senior pastor of his church in that town. And as he began to lead under God's anointing, miracles began to flow. Gang leaders in his town suddenly had their lives transformed and made decisions to follow. Jesus. The blessing and favor of God increased on his church in powerful ways. But here's my question Would God have called Brian to lead the church if he hadn't said yes to making the bed? You see, how do we hear God's voice? It's not a formula, it's not a set of steps. It's not about how theologically astute we are or how long we've been in church. It's all about our willingness to say yes to whatever God says. And sometimes God says things that we don't particularly like. They call us to deny our sinful self. They call us to lay down our lives. They call us to a cross. See, Jesus said, Take up your cross and follow me. And sometimes when we come to hearing God's voice, we say, God, could you speak to me about this? And could you say some really good things about this? Can can you speak to me about that promotion at work? Can you speak to me about that blessing in my finances? Can you speak to me about this relationship? And God wants to speak to us, but maybe God is saying, make the bed. And we say no. How do I hear God's voice? We follow whatever God says. And it may be hard. It may require us doing things that cut against our selfishness. It may require us giving money away when we don't want to. It may require us to be kind to our grumpy neighbour. It may require us to reach out to a person we don't feel comfortable with. It may require us to act like Jesus. But here we remember that on the other side of the cross is a res- resurrection. That on the other side of the cross is freedom and hope and joy. On the other side of the cross is God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. As we come into this season of prayer and fasting. We're going to pray in a minute and we're believing for God to speak to every single one of us. The privilege of sons and daughters, young and old, no matter who you are. If you make a choice to follow Jesus, God sends his spirit, the God who speaks back to speak to you. But then he calls us to follow, to posture our hearts, to say, God, I want to know you. That's the reason for our fasting today. It's not to be difficult. <laughs> it's about consecrating our hearts, yeah. setting apart and making a statement to God. God, you're number one. God, I want to know you. God, I want to follow you. God, I want to hear your voice. That's what it's about. It's a symbolic way of posturing our hearts. How, how's your heart going this morning? <laughs> what, what is God saying to you? What has Holy Spirit been speaking to? To you about can I encourage you to set your heart to follow can I encourage you to say yes the God who speaks back wants to speak words of life and truth and power and authority and freedom into every one of us and he calls us to listen he calls us to hear and heed his voice not to shrink back but it to press in. Why don't we stand this morning? And just as the worship team come up. Thanks, guys. We want to take some time this morning, just five minutes or so, to wait on God. Is that okay? To listen to the Spirit. The beauty of the new covenant is that God doesn't play favourites. God wants to speak to every single one of us. So we're going to just take time to listen now. Is that okay? What does that look like? Well, the Spirit can speak anywhere at any time. But sometimes God calls us just to set our hearts to listen. So we're going to do that right now. And perhaps you might feel comfortable with your hands out. Perhaps you want to close your eyes. Spirit speaks in a spiritual voice. You may be praying and worshipping and a thought that comes into your head. Well, how do I know it's not my thought? Well, God's thoughts always sound like Jesus. It's always going to be a message of hope and truth and love. Or perhaps you might be standing there and a scripture comes to mind that you're familiar with and God's reminding you of the, the trees that Jesus established. Or perhaps a picture might come. We're just going to take a little moment to wait. And perhaps you have brought some notes with you, pen and paper, or perhaps a phone. I want to encourage you to write down what you believe God is saying to you, to write the vision plain as we wait on God. Does that sound. So why don't we sing just a, maybe a song in the background? Is that okay? Just for about, just one song that would be awesome. Let's wait on God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, come. What are you saying to each one of us?
1: give Tanya our appreciation. Thank you so much.